1: Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, we are here with a Burnley update on Deadline Day, speaking, of course, with the fantastic Jamie Smith, who you can find writing uh, for Omnisport News and also on Twitter at Jamie Smith Sport. Jamie glad to have you on in weird circumstances though and to describe what weirdness is happening today we need to kind of travel back to the last transfer window when you signed uh, Vidra who had just come off a season where he scored the most goals in the championship now to be fair a lot of those high scores are in the Premier League this year like Jota and Sessegnon haven't really been filling the net but curious as to what's gone wrong with that transfer that you might be in the market for a striker this window.
0: Yeah, it's a strange one with Vidra. I'm not sure he's been given a a proper chance, really. So it makes you wonder if there's something just not right behind the scenes, whether he doesn't train well or whether there's maybe been a row. It's, It's really difficult to see. He's barely played. He started the game at Man City in the Cup, up front on his own, which is as thankless a task as you can get, really, but missed quite a good chance in that game i've not seen a lot of the games he's played to be honest we've seen so little of him but he has seemed quite bright and lively so it's a bit of a mystery why he's had so little opportunities i think dash obviously likes to play with two big lads up front so it makes you wonder why he's signed bigger he's much more of a 10 likes to find space in between the lines and he relies on chances being created for him and we don't create a lot of chances so I'm not sure he was a really good fit. I mean, the summer before we signed the championship's top scorer as well, Chris Wood from Leeds, and he's done okay. I really like Chris Wood, although a lot of fans have mixed views on him. So I don't know if it was just they thought it was tried and tested formula, the championship top scorer's in our price range, so let's buy him again. But, yeah, it's not really worked out. I saw this week he was in a, a flopsy 11 which... It's harsh on him because he's not really done much wrong. He's just not really had a, a chance to impress.
1: Yeah, it's been strange that he hasn't really been given that opportunity. I do see your point about two big strikers, but at the time I thought it was a really good idea, especially if you were going to play the 4-4-2 of like kind of going big and little with, with maybe Wood and uh, Vidra being the yeah, pair.
0: Well, well, last season we played 5 in midfield quite a lot, but true, we don't really have a natural 10. So, Jeff Hendrick was still in the role and he was doing okay and he chips in with a few goals, but he's not very creative and he's not a goal scorer. So, he's not a natural 10. So, if we were going to play with that formation again regularly, it made sense to sign a sort of quick, tricky, skillful player. Um, and he's done that with Vidra. And I think the, the number of games he started with Vidra as a 10, is probably two or three. He actually started, we won back to back games. That October, he started those in a two and we've hardly seen him since. It was really strange. We beat Bournemouth 4-0 at the turf. Vidru wasn't particularly good, but he helped make the system work and contributed to the team having their best performance of the season by some distance. And he just seems to be jettisoned from the team very quickly after that, which makes me suspect there's something else going on maybe. But that's just me being a fan with a conspiracy theory. I I just don't know what else to make of it really. (laughs)
1: Well, fans with conspiracy theories, uh, especially about strikers not getting minutes, not uh, in isolation at Burnley, at Tottenham, we had the same situation with Vincent Janssen, who all of a sudden just got frozen out of the side entirely. And weirdly, Burnley showed a little bit of interest in him, but it seems you've now focused that interest on one Peter Crouch, uh, who it sounds like may be on his way to joining Burnley uh, it surely can't feel inspiring as a fan that the two options are a Dutch striker who hasn't really played in two years and a 38-year-old.
0: No, not at all. Um, to be honest, I, I don't think there was really anything in the Janssen thing. I think that was probably his agent throwing clubs out there, trying to spark some interest. They're obviously trying to move him because he's, he's not even getting in the squad at Spurs, even though Kane's out. So, yeah, I'm not sure there was anything in that. The Crouch one is mystifying, really. Um We were linked with Crouch nearly 20 years ago. It's absolutely absurd. <laughs> I remember this happening. He was an up-and-coming young player at the time, teenager probably. I think he was at KPR, or he went to QPR instead. But when he came up to see the town, it was when there was uh, a lot of rioting and disorder in the town. So he took one look at the place <laughs> and went, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> His admirable commitment to trying to get your man, I suppose, to wait until he's semi-retired and then try and sign him. Um, I think the Crouch thing, it seems to be a make-weight in a deal that could take Sam Volks to Stoke. Um, And on the face of it, you can make a case. Volks hasn't been playing a lot recently. Dash seems to be preferring Barnes and Wood as the pair. Volks has been at the club a long time. He's been an excellent serve and all the platitudes that you can throw at him. Everyone loves Sam Voltz. But if he wants to play, he's at the stage in his career where you'd probably say, fair enough. Um, however, we might have four strikers, but with Vidra out of favour, we wouldn't be able to let Voltz go without standing a replacement. Stoke are obviously not really using Crouch anyway. So you could say as an option to bring on for the last 10 minutes try and cause some chaos. Crouch has always been a, a useful impact sub. So you can make a case that way. However, any fan who looks at it my way would just think you're letting someone go who's been an excellent player for you for half a dozen years and signing someone who's going to retire in the summer. It it seems ludicrous. Uh, The other striker we've been linked with is Che Adams from Birmingham. And I think if everything comes together today and votes goals, crouch comes, and Adams comes in, that would be acceptable, but I suspect it will be folks like Crouch in, and that makes a mockery of the fact that we appointed a director of football a couple of months ago. If our target is going to be thirty-eight-year-old Peter Crouch, it just seems insane.
1: It does indeed, and especially because you already have some bigger forwards. It's not like all your options are small, and you're just trying to bring in this like huge target man.
0: Yeah, the problem is I think um, Dash just makes light for light changes, so true. If, if Barnes needed to come off for 20 minutes, he'd think I'll get even someone even more, someone even bigger and more immobile. It's, he, he doesn't really change things up in terms of system, it's very much uh, he needs to come off, what's the most similar player I've got to him um, so yeah, in, in that situation, if if Burnley were 1-0 down in a game and desperately needed a goal, put Crouch on and go really direct and see what happens, it's not going to be fun to watch but and that's proven to be effective for various teams over the years. So that's probably the thinking behind it. I'd be really upset if Volk's left and Crouch was the only replacement. Like I I think Adams from Birmingham is the key to to making this all uh, sound to fans as much as anything. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not seeing much of Adams, but he seems like the sort of profile of player that we should be going for. He's got pace. Um He's obviously a player on the up, whereas Crouch has been like a semi-retired basically for the last couple of years. So we'll have to see what happens, but West Ham and Southampton have been linked with Adams as well, so it's going to be a tough one for us to get over the Olin line today. And I saw yesterday one of the papers was saying we're going to try and buy him and loan him back for the rest of the season. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, just because you need somebody now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've had some good results recently and it looks like we might steer clear of relegation, but we're not going to spend over 10 million on a striker and then not have him until the summer. It's a stupid idea.
1: Yeah. Um, we obviously know uh, what Crouch can bring into your team, as you mentioned, like for like just two foot forward up to him. Um, but what role do you think he'll play in the team? Is he really just a bench option? Obviously, Barnes and Wood both scored big goals against United at the weekend.
0: I would hope so. I, I don't know if he's even fit for playing 90 minutes. I mean, actually he's been keeping himself fit, but he doesn't seem to have been playing a lot of games recently. Um, and obviously he's been a lower level this season, so I think it would be asking a lot for him to start playing Premier League games. It's not like we're in any Cups, so he could start in those games either. Um, but then how is he going to get fit if he's not playing? So. It's a funny one. I can't see him being anything more than 10 minutes. We need a goal, throw him on and see what happens. Barnes and Ward seems to be the preferred partnership. Like you say, they both scored at United. It seems to be coming together a little bit for those two. Our wingers are getting back fit as well, which makes a big difference because they're getting much better service. So um, it feels like the squad's really coming together now. Crouch is an emergency option. Fine. But I think... um, if we had Adams as someone to bring on to offer something different as well that would possibly make a big difference for the rest of the season Crouch I think the other thing is that Dash really likes his senior pros so he likes people who are good in the dressing room good for morale all these things Crouch obviously got a reputation as a, a bit of the banter merchant so I don't know if he thinks he's going to be a good person to have around maybe an eye on the future maybe be a coach or something I don't know uh, but for me we've got enough old stuck rejects in the squad with Phil Bartling, and Jonathan Walters and I don't think we should really be looking to add another
1: one Yeah, do you think there's anybody else that, that could be coming in or any other positions you could address or, or would it just be the, the forward options?
0: It doesn't seem to be any talk no, um it seemed early in the window there was some speculation that it was a winger that we wanted, and that made sense because Brady got himself sent off and he was going to be out for three games, even though he'd got fit again. Good Munson, as much as I love him, I know you're a fan of Good Munson as well. He's, he seems to yeah. pick up niggles that keep him out for two, three weeks at a time. So, uh, out wide was an issue for us. We played a couple of games recently without a, a right winger because we've not really had an option without people filling in there. Jeff Henry played there for a couple of games. But the emergence of Dwight McNeil who seems to have solved that problem in the short term, at least. Came into the team um, for the West Ham game, I think it was, and I'm not sure we've lost in the Premier League since. Uh, so I'm a massive fan of Dwight McNeil. I think he's got a huge future in the game. So I think his emergence has really addressed the problem that we had out wide. Centre-back as well. There was a bit of talk about Ben Gibson maybe going out on loan. I think Villa made an approach but he's our backup centre-back, so again, it wouldn't make any sense for us to to let him go. And there, there just doesn't seem to be any money to spend, which is concerning because as much as I hate it when fans bring this up, but our net spend is pathetic, really, over the last few years considering the money that's come into the club. So there should be money to spend. I don't understand why there isn't money to spend. Um, but the other side to that is that Daesh's record, when he has spent money, We've talked about with Vidra, that's a lot of money that seems to have been wasted. Gibson, he's been injured, but club records and that doesn't get in the team doesn't look great either. So Vidra and Gibson there's almost thirty million pounds of players sat on the bench. So when people say give Dash more money, it's difficult to, to make a case that he's earned the right to do that with some of the deals that he's done.
1: Yeah, no money coming in. Are there any potential else to to raise funds either this January or in the summer?
0: Certainly not today, I wouldn't think so. Tarkovsky's been the only one where there's been real speculation. There was some chat earlier in the window, I don't know if it was just paper talk, but there was talk that Liverpool wanted him when they had that defensive injury crisis. um, After Gomez, ironically, broke his leg at Burnley, they've obviously had some problems at the back. They've been playing midfielders at right back, all sorts of problems there. So there's talk that they wanted to loan Tarkovsky. And again, it's a deal that made absolutely no sense to us. Why would we send one of our better players, an England international, somebody who starts every game, out on loan? <laughs> like it, makes, it made no sense. <laughs> uh, I think that if Tarkovsky has a strong end to the season, I think there'll be speculation in the summer. Um, maybe similar to the Michael Keane situation we had a couple of years ago where he maybe thinks if he's going to be more regularly involved at international level, he needs to go to a bigger club. Um, But I'd I'd be astonished if we sell someone today because you just, you have no time to bring in a replacement and it leaves everyone in the lurch really. And there doesn't seem to be that much interest in any of our players anyway. Fair
1: enough. Well, to kind of wrap things up with uh, the potential incomings and no outgoings, uh, you've, Think that you'll be safe coming the end of the year?
0: Um, I would think so. We've got a big game on Saturday, Southampton at home. They're obviously on the up. The new coach; that a be impact there. But we seem to have fixed a lot of the the issues that we had. Tom Heaton coming into the saving goal made a big difference. We've not lost in the league since that change was made. Um, Joe Hart became a bit of a fan's favourite, but it got to the stage where we've conceded so many goals. Something had to change. And Tom Heaton's come in, and we've start conceding less goals. So it's not a big mystery to me why that's happened. Um, yeah, the, the team just seems to be much more back to to what we're good at, what we used to do. Such good effect last season and in our promotion season, going to dash. first goal we scored at Old Trafford was a really good example of that pressing high up the pitch, mm. forcing the mistake and having the ball in the opposition goal a matter of seconds after winning the ball. Um, that's what we've been known for, and it's something that we've not really done all season. So it seems to be coming back to the scene. They're getting more back to what what Derbyshire's Burnley should be. Um, and I think there probably will be three worst teams, the bottom three of the minute. I think they are going to find it hard to get out of trouble. So it might be close, and we've got a horrible running, but I suspect that we'll probably be all right.
1: All right. Well, I certainly hope uh, so for your case and for our show, which we always love having you on. Uh, <laughs> you. So, yeah, so thanks again. And uh, if you want to tell anybody where they can find you or anything you're working on, now would be a good time.
0: Yeah, uh, you can always follow me on Twitter if you want more Burnley ramblings or transfer stuff to write today. Over the Premier League, European football, from sports. are always doing lots of football things. My Twitter is jamie smith Sports.
1: Cool. Well, thanks again. Uh, take care and good luck for the rest of the season